This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. At the end of last podcast, I told you I might have some news for you, and it wasn't all the Illinois football news that is happening and giving me a really busy week, but I'm not going to complain. It's busy is, is good, but uh, not no time to take a breather, but uh, we planned to have announced this on Tuesday, but given everything that happened on Tuesday, an offense coordinator late Monday night, offensive line coach, uh, Kendra Green entering the draft, Milo Eifler entering the draft, Brandon Peters coming back, uh, we decided to hold this off one more day but even as we were doing this podcast we got more Illinois football news which is Owen Carney entering the transfer portal so Illinois football is going to keep us busy for the next couple of weeks I believe with all the comings and goings with the staff with the players everything going on uh, going to be a lot of upheaval probably here some good some bad uh, over the next couple of weeks but we have one person coming to Illinois Choir that I am so excited about we are adding to our staff, and I, I want to say, first of all, that is because of you. Um, when you read our site, when you listen to the podcast, but most importantly, when you subscribe to us um, and subscribe to the site with a VIP membership, it allows us to grow and give you more coverage and put more time and effort and resources uh, into covering the team you love. And I uh, We've grown over the last year despite COVID, and we are so fortunate. I can't thank you guys enough uh, for supporting us through all of this. And I know um, we are fortunate, one, to have a job. And, and of course, I've been impacted with no radio show uh, during this year. But uh, on the Illini Enquirer site, you guys have been nothing but uh, more supportive this year. And I can't thank you guys enough. And uh, I've been working on this one for a while, to be honest with you. Uh, our conversation started more than a year ago. And I'm happy to announce, and as I did this morning, that Joey Wagner is joining us after four years at the Decatur Herald and Review, three years on the Illini beat. Uh, I am so excited to add Joey to our team to give you more coverage and more quality coverage. And Joey, as I've been saying, is just such a keen storyteller, uh, asks great questions, gets inside these stories, um, gets dives into it, gives you as much detail as possible about the people who you watch play sports, but they're people. And he gets the stories behind those people uh, so well. And I think that's just going to add even more to our website with what Derek has been able to do on basketball. I feel like I got the best person on basketball. Obviously, I've dived into to football. Gavin Good, Mariah Guzman, obviously Isaac Trotter beforehand um, have given us so much great coverage. And I think Joey's only going to add to that and allow him to really dive more into the stories he wants to, uh, but also allow Derek and I uh, to focus on other things as well. So our team got better. Uh, I'm so excited about this recruiting win and on this podcast 
we're going to get to know Joey Wagner. If you don't already, uh, we get into some talk about why he joined us, why I wanted uh, him to join and uh, get behind his background as well and uh, what he brings uh, to the Illini Inquirer team. Our conversation with Joey Wagner coming up next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back into the Illini Inquirer podcast. And now we can officially welcome one Joey Wagner to the Illini Inquirer team. Though January 10th is, is the start date, but uh, welcome, Joey. How are you, man? I'm good, man. So I'm really excited. I've been kind of waiting to, to talk about this for, man, I don't know, what's it been, a week or so now? And it's excited to have it out there and excited to join. I mean, Meant everything I said. You guys set the pace, and it's exciting to be a part of that and to to help take what's already really, really good coverage up a notch. Yeah, this was a long recruitment, right? Like, <laughs> I, when did we start talking about this? I think we had uh, was it Scotty's was, uh, De- brew house. December. Yeah. It was before we left for San Francisco, we sat at Scotty's and uh, before basketball game and talked about it and kind of weaved our way through and. COVID didn't help anything for any of us, but worked out, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it took us about a year to, to figure this out, but uh, I'm, I'm so glad it is because I felt like from our side of things, Joey, that this was our next step, right? Like Derek and I have, have built something and, and Derek's been a huge part of it. And, you know, it's been mostly us two, but then we've had some interns, Isaac Trotter, of course, along the way, Gavin Good, now Mariah Guzman uh, has certainly helped us a lot here recently, but like I, I wanted the next step. And, and for me, it was getting a true, I said, I've used the word dogged reporter, which I know because you have uh, an insane work ethic, which you know, I love, uh, but also you're a good storyteller. And I feel like, you know, that's so important to what we do is not just to go beyond the box score. And of course we do that with analysis and our, what it means pieces and our columns and all that. But I love telling stories. It's one of the reasons I got into this and I know you do too. Um, so I just feel like our quality of that side is going to be far superior. I'll have more time to do it. You'll have more time to do it. Um, but that's why I wanted you on board. I'm so happy we have you on board. Um, so tell the people why you wanted to come on board. I mean, I've watched you and Derek. I mean, you do. You guys set the pace. It's like, okay, Jeremy's doing this. And, you got, I mean, you got to keep up with it because it's a it's a really competitive beat. And it's nice to be a part of that where you look at different things and you're, you allow with the, the staff and the work ethic, it, it allows people to allow – it would allow me to, to focus on a story or tell stories. That's what I want to do, man. I mean, the game, game stories, I think, one, are dying. I think we, we agree on that. Twitter has not helped those. But – also just 
kind of boring, right? I mean, they just don't really move the needle much. The way you guys do it, the quick hits, I think it's everything you need to know about the game if you didn't watch or if you weren't posted on Twitter. So to tell those, I mean, those are what we have fun doing, to, to get a hold of a family member, to try to dive in a little bit more, to understand why a touchdown in the third quarter was such a big deal to somebody. And to be able to have that freedom and, and share that same vision with you, that that's important to your coverage. And frankly, I'm not as great at the analysis stuff. Like I see you guys, you're like, you know, Piper is just a freaking wizard, man. Like, he, <laughs> you know, he, he's got it all down. And you with football, you've got it all down. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, I see it, but I don't see it like you guys do. But I think I can complement that by helping out and telling some of these stories. And I think that match made it really important to me to be able to be a part of this. Yeah, no, and I think that's something that, you know, I haven't had enough of is sometimes you get so stuck and you've been this with a newspaper beat where it's like you have so much to do. Like this week we have all these announcements and there's stories I want to work on, but I just don't have time because you have to cover the news that's happening as it happens and you might not have as much time to like sink into and and go deep into a story that you really, really want. So that's what I, I, I can't wait for is if Derek has something he needs to you know, dive deeper into, we can give him time to do that. But mostly I want to just let you loose and, and go tell these stories. What stories you want to tell? If you, if you need days to go uh, tell this story, right, you can do it. Or if I need to do that, like you can help up with me. And um, I, I, not many media companies have that. Not many of our competitors have that. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to bring a lot to Illini fans where we can tell some of those deeper stories and cover more angles of it. Well, and I think recruiting for the way that you guys have, you know, like recruiting is obviously so important to 247 to you. And, and but, you know, that, that opens up a whole nother door, right, of more stories to tell and more more kids that you know, aren't on the 53 or, you know, or whatever it is uh, the, to open that and to understand, spend a little time. I mean, with some high school kids and learn why they want to why college football is important to them, why these different qualities are important. I mean, the stuff you did down in Florida was such a good job to open the door and, and understand who these kids are rather than just what their 40 time is or what their tops eight eights are. There's, there's obviously a market for that. It's, it keeps it, but I just like to learn people to understand them. And, you know, we were sitting in all these press conferences yesterday and there's like seven different angles and then you're like, Oh my gosh, that's one. But it, it is nice. To, and I like what you guys do in that ability to let people off the path a little bit and, and to, you know, push further down one Avenue. And that, that's just really exciting to me. All right, Joey. So tell people a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up, man? Well, so I was lived in Iowa in West Burlington, Iowa until I was in fifth grade. And uh, we moved to Pekin, Illinois. And I graduated high school from there. I lived there for the t- first two years. I, I went to college. I went to uh, Illinois community, right? Yeah, in East Peoria. I just knew it as, as ICC. You went, I you went there. I don't know. Well, I know but I, I know it as ICC. I don't really like the people who aren't familiar with it. Like, yeah. What in the world is that? Then I went to SIUE for the next three years. Is a, a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a victory lap, but it wasn't a, a grades-driven uh, victory lab, but it was, you know, I worked a full-time job down there at a grocery store, got a chance to move back to Pekin, I was a sports editor at the Peak and Times for a year and a half, two years. It kind of runs together. I go by like football state championships. <laughs> that, that totally marks like our lives, right? Like, okay, does, what, what was happening? It's with, just, 
what was happening with Illinois football or basketball at that time? Was that the gross era? Was that, like, that's that's how I it's been such like, a weird fall not having those benchmarks of like, okay, it's Thanksgiving, but like I'm supposed to be in the Calb or something right. the next day. So I, I actually, you know, it, it was a lot of work there, and I felt like I was ready to take a step into a bigger market and. You know, I see this Decatur job open. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't even know how to get to Decatur. It's like I didn't travel there a lot. And I would emailed Mark Tupper because on the website, he was the executive sports editor. And as it turns out, generally, Mark didn't uh, didn't really look at the resumes he got. It was a delete file and move on because, I mean, Mark's a busy dude. And yeah. that really wasn't exactly what his role was. But he happened to forward it to our forward, former sports editor, Mike Albright, and, and things got moving and. I've spent the first year in Decatur on the high school beat. And I love covering high school sports. I mean, there's something about it to understand, like to just be a part of that community and to, to tell stories that click in the communities. You just can't replace. I mean, I we've talked about, it. I think everybody who gets into sports journalism should start on high school sports. Cause you learn so much, but then Mark retired and the door opened up for me to join the Illini beat. He was, man, I cannot even start to say how helpful Mark was just in, you know, hey, this is Kent Brown. This is, you know, just people you need to know to to get information and, and just little things like two hours early before the games and all, of, which if, if you go to two hours early before a high school game, you're probably catching the end of like some practice before the <laughs> JV game. Like just stuff like that. And then you're here for three years and you start to learn the way a little bit and felt like this was a really good opportunity to take another step forward and, and keep going. I got so many angles I want to take off of that. Um, but first... Why did you want to get into sports journalism or why is that something? And when did you get into sports journalism? It's probably changed. Like in high school, I wrote for the paper and the high school paper. And it was one of those like, okay, I keep doing pretty well on these papers. And like, I like sports and this seems to be a pretty good avenue. But as you get into it a little more, you start to realize that like the games are fun and especially the caveat comes now when there's such a limited number of people who are seeing these college games in person, you don't want to take that for granted, but I don't even know. I mean, it's not even the most fun part of it. The most fun part is just, just talking to people and getting to know them. And obviously everything that happens on the games, you know, kind of spills out into different stories or different angles, but it's, it's kind of, it's changed so much. And it was about in high school that was, the path I didn't write for the paper at SIU. I didn't really have time. I mean, I working full time. I had rent to pay and, you know, didn't want to really go that crazy. So I, I had like no clips coming out, like none. And I had an internship with the Alton Telegraph and it was like a turned into a weekend stringer position. It was like bark in the parks and, and just things around the, like the weekend happenings in the Alton area. There's a good chance to get clips. I almost refuse to read them. Again, I, I can't imagine they were good. <laughs> I think we all have but, that, right? Like, I, I oh think my gosh. I, I've looked up like my daily Illini profile, and I'm like, do I want to look at these? And I read <laughs> one, and I go, that's not terrible. Like, it's it's not terrible. But the, me and my mom was cleaning out one of the rooms in her house, and she's like, I found a story you wrote for the high school papers about like Tom Brady, and I'm like, oh, please throw it away. Like, I don't want to. I haven't. I don't know that I will. Maybe I will for a good laugh, but yeah, but I mean, those, it's, it's changed those, a lot, and I think it changes with experience. Those reps are so important, though. Like you need those reps to get out the bad stuff, right? And and learn how to do it well. And uh, I can't agree with you more. I I feel like there's so many, and not I don't want to just paint with a broad brush because I feel like every 
generation of sports writer has this where a lot of college students just feel like they can jump right to the top and feel like they they're too good for certain jobs or certain internships that might not pay anything um or might not pay much or might not be that glamorous but listen i I had to cover that kind of stuff like i had to cover memorial day uh things (laughs) in the park at the paxton record when i was sports editor there i know you had to do it at pekin um i had to cover some you know volleyball jv volleyball games but you write about it and even if you aren't excited about it, but you find out, Hey, I can write a story that these people really care about and they really do care about it. And they're going to save these clips for the rest of their life. And I just feel like you learn so much about storytelling, about getting to know a beat um, and just about putting in the work. So I, I just feel like more, if you want to be a sports journalist, don't just automatically, cause you get a lot of people that reach out to me, Joe, and be like, I want to write for a line. I inquire, but they have no experience. And I'm like, well, go go write for somebody, whether it's your local weekly paper. Get somebody some wants your words. Yeah, get some reps in. People would love that kind of coverage. And I know uh, a lot of these media outlets have cut back, which is is upsetting. But um, somebody's got to give you an opportunity, even if it's just getting in the door at a TV station and just learning how it's done. I got to learn a lot from the media perspective by interning for Kent Brown in the SID office when I was a sophomore in college. I learned I don't want to do that, but I got really intrigued by reporting and I got to see another side of it. Um, so I, I just think more people need to take those kind of opportunities. Yeah, I do too. And that really changed so much. Like even the peaking was really my first job, right? I mean, you know, the, the freelancer, but you kind of learn, like you get there, it's like, okay, this is basketball game going on. And you find yourself writing more about what happened in the game. And like, looking back, I'm like, I don't, know how many I mean people care what happened but what is the story like you learn how to tell the stories and the big umbrella that's over this game and that's the stuff that literally can only happen with reps and to continue to understand how to find that or you know that there's more to observe than just what's happening on the court or on the field I mean you look on the sidelines and and there's so many different things that can really make it click and that's just that's the thing. I think that's what I've really grown to just appreciate the most about this is to be able to tie it to, you know, make it a bigger picture. So Alton led to Pekin. Yeah. Yeah. I was, so I was working at Schnooks uh, like Monday through Friday and then I would freelance at Alton. And then, so I actually interviewed for a job in Pekin at the, well, with the same like parent company. It's a Chillicothe times bulletin. I don't know if you're familiar with Chillicothe. It yeah. is uh it is out there, man. Like it, it's past Peoria. There's not a ton there. And I interviewed I actually, for a job in Quincy once. So I, oh, I, yeah. I know what man, out there is like. <laughs> Quincy is like the a big city and like nowhere, yeah. right? like medium. But anyway, so I, I am interviewing with it for this job and it's a weekly paper. And I look at, as a person coming out of the room before me and we had gone to ICC together and I was like, Hey, you know, what's, what's going on, man? How are you? He ended up getting the job and, Looking back, like that was such a, like a lucky break, honestly. And it's hard to look at it at the time, but that is not what I wanted to do. I mean, that is straight up like school board meetings, like com- small town community journalism that serves a huge purpose, but it just wasn't what I was trying to get into. So then the, the person who had interviewed me called and said, we have like a sports clerk position open. I'm like, I can't move to Pekin for like a part-time mm-hmm. sports clerk position. And it turned out they, they had gone through a change there and, and it worked out. 
And then I go there as like an assistant sports editor, I guess. And, and within a few weeks, the sports editor who had been at the weekly papers, you know, the daily is just a, a beast, man. And it takes a lot to, to do it. And it's hard to do with the family. And he's like, I, I can't do it. And I, I was in no way, shape or form ready to be a sports editor. Like I looked around, we've talked about this, like the city editor was probably 27. I was 24. The, I guess I'm the, I don't even want to call him the main editor, but he's at the, he's at the Houston Chronicle now and he was 26 and the other guy was 26 and we're looking around like, what are we doing here? Like we that's, don't belong here. That's pretty cool though. Cause I remember I was at DeKalb and I was 22, 23 when I went out there to be the NIU beat reporter I was only there for six months, but it was, it was like this, we weren't getting paid anything, but it was a bunch of us 20 year olds with like one person who was like 40 that was our editor. And yeah. it was just like, we're all like busting our butts to do this. But it was like, that's one thing I miss is being part of a newsroom is like, you get that hustle and bustle feel where you see all these other people working hard and like your age group doing it. It was, it's kind of a cool dynamic actually. Well, and you can't take your foot off the gas, right? Because like, this is the peak in times growing up. Like I delivered that paper that that was a paper that meant a lot and no one cares who reads it that a bunch of 26 year olds are, are literally in charge. Like our main editor, she was, she basically, you know, followed her weekly. So like she had some input day to day, but we were just running this thing and you just got to learn, man. You got to learn. I had a great, you know, he was a freelancer, but he, he'd been there. I still communicate with him. He'd been there for 15 years and he really helped me. Like, Hey, these are the places and you just got to figure it out fast. And it, it sucks in the moment, but you learn a lot about what to do and what it takes to keep going. So you go to the Decatur Herald review, which is a, a big step. Um, and boy, some big shoes to fill. Uh, one of my favorite humans, Mark Tupper, you mentioned just how um, he helped you along. He helped me along. He was one of the, there's this like older group of beat writers when I first took over and Mark was always the guy who was welcoming, like always talk, like obviously it's Mark Tupper, right? Um, you know, besides Lauren Tate, like he's the guy and he just like, he was always embracing me, would like treat me like an equal and, and just, you know, did all those things. I can never thank Mark uh, enough for that, but what was that like uh, going to Decatur and, and getting on a, a Big Ten beat pretty quickly there? Yeah, it was really weird. Like, I remember I went back home for a weekend, and one of my buddies who you know, happens to be a bartender, he goes, you know Mark Tupper? And I was like, yeah, I guess, like, it didn't really resonate with me that, like, everybody knows Mark <laughs> Tupper. And I was like, yeah, how do you? He goes, dude, any Illini fan who's anybody knows who Mark is. And then I'm like, at that point, I'm like, oh my God, these are these are some shoes here. And it was, I mean, it was tough and a little bit, I guess, in the sense that you wanted to keep what Mark had done and you didn't want to take a step back from the coverage Mark provided. And he's Mark is probably still the best storyteller I know. Like he could any conversation with him, you can just get lost in it. And his writing reflected that in so many ways. So it was tough in the sense, more probably. I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day, probably more mentally, right. That like, you feel like there's people who are like, that's not what Mark would have done. And you don't really hear a lot of it. Sometimes you do, but that, that was, that was tough. And you got to just be ready. And the beat is really helpful. Honestly, like I think people might have a misconstrued idea of the beat, you know, like, yeah, we're competition with each other, but you don't dislike each other. And if you right. need help, like I, even before we announced this, I, I, you and I had talked a lot and I, I've looked to you for help. I, I've talked to, 
to Scott Ritchie for help. I mean, there are people who are more than happy to help. So that that really went along. And then you just find your footing. So much of it is just confidence that, you you know, you feel like you're doing a good job and you feel like people trust you to tell their stories. And that's everything. I mean, just to, to have somebody trust you to, it's, and it's so hard in Zoom now, right? And right. it's so tough to, to try to build that. But for them to to be able to sit down, I mean, your Feliz story was so good to sit down and open up about a, a tough time, you know, as he grew up and figured so much out on, on the way. Like that matters probably more than anything else is to know that somebody trusts you to have that voice. Yeah. Um, what, what is the dynamic like for you? I, I, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time because we're inside baseball. Um, but I think some people listening to this podcast are really intrigued um, by what it's like to, to cover a big 10 team. So what's, what's it like for you uh, to, to cover a team in a very uh, competitive market? Yeah, the it's, it's fine. Year three is way different. Like year one, you're just like, just try to produce content and don't embarrass the freaking newspaper. Like that was year one. But as you settle in, you get a little more, a little more confidence in that. But it's, you know, it's a lot of travel. Like that's what, like you always think about it, right? Like, oh boy, they must be in, you know, wherever, Indiana. Then when you're doing it, you're like, oh, it's three o'clock in the morning. You're, you know, it's still like an hour for home. Yeah, listen, this is the greatest job. Like, I, I love doing my job. It doesn't feel like a job, but it is a job. Like, some, yeah. people, some people I don't think understand. Like, you know, the last couple, last month for us, I mean, for me, it's been 15-hour days, right? I mean, it's 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 it doesn't feel like work all the time, but tell my wife that. <laughs> you, know, tell, yeah, tell, right. you know, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not sitting there ripping through six episodes of my favorite you know tv show every night like i i gotta like to every once in a while well i feel bad like i'll have friends who will text me especially you know with basketball being literally in the heart of the national conversation right now right. i'll have friends who will text me after most games like immediately after like what, what do you think blah 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 i'm like dude i have got stuff to do like i will circle back i'm not ignoring you but like it is a job but to, i mean it's pretty cool to be on the Big Ten beat, right? Like oh, yeah. it, when you step back and it like kind of look around, like man, this is really freaking cool to to know people and to be able to to have relationships, you know, and professional relationships where you say, "Hey, how are you?" and have those conversations and kind of look around a little bit and and appreciate where you are. But you know, it's you got to make inroads, and so much of it, and you guys have done such a good job is is make inroads with people to to make sure you have those stories or, or to make sure you're getting that information, that, that correct information. And that's, that's a challenge. I'm, I mean, obviously I did it in Decatur and you try to do it as much as you can, but th that's something I look forward to is to try to make those inroads and let people know. It, it's hard when you're, you know, for a while, it was like the new guy right. on the beat. And it's hard to do that because it's like, well, I, you know, if you're a source, like, well, I've already got X, Y, and Z people I talk to and, you know, and, you work hard and you prove that you can be one of those people. And that's something I'm excited to let, you know, you, you guys and Illini Inquirer is really at the top of the list for coverage and to be a part of that and to be able to say, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I would you know like to, and it's easy to build a friendship and a relationship and a professional relationship. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, year one, I, even me, like I'd been on, 
the Illinois beat as a, as a student reporter. Um, so you get to know some of these people. But even like when I came back and, you know, I'm doing this radio show that nobody knows about, um, you kind of just almost I, I, I approach it like, all right, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let all these other reporters be first in line for the questions. And then I'll ask mine. And then all of a sudden you get more confident. People are like, Hey, <laughs> Jer- Jeremy, you can ask a question earlier if you want. Like it's, it just, it, there's some things that take time. Right. And, and again, I think some people try to rush that sometimes and improve themselves when sometimes it's just best to just listen, sit back, listen, introduce yourself to people and just keep showing up. You know, the, what the first year, first, second year on the beat, I, like basketball press conferences, like, first of all, I learned that we all like, there's no seating chart, but there kind of is a seating chart. Top like, spot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Jeremy's going to probably open. Richie's going to follow. And then after that, you better prove that you're going to ask a good, like a good question. Uh, you, you know, it's okay to be that third person. So like stuff like that, that you're right. Like at the beginning, I'm like, ah, yeah, I'll just listen a little bit. I don't really know what to ask. And you ask a couple clunkers and you're like, oh no, like, I don't <laughs> want to be that person. But it is, and a lot of it's just that people, that, you know, the people you're asking questions, hopefully know you're going to ask something that's good and that's meaningful and that it's clear you're not looking for a headline or anything like that. You're genuinely trying to get to know them. Yeah. All right. So like, what do you have in mind? I mean, you start January 10th, right? Like, um, we're going to hit the ground running. I know we're going to have a conversation about like some of the stories you want to work on, but uh, what are you hoping to bring right away? Well, I mean, it helps that you're, you know, I'm jumping into, well, not jumping into, I'm staying around on a basketball team that is really, really good and, and that people can literally not get enough content about. But there, I think there's some, like, you know, we sit there and I look around, I'm like, well, why is this? Why is this? And you think, man, how do I have the time to do this? So, it's just, like I said, Derek does such a good job on the analysis and the breakdowns and to learn from him and to learn from you there's feature stories, man. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care to, to out. If, if, if I say this and, and people yeah, no, are like, yeah, you don't Oh my got, God, you don't got to give the, you don't got to give the ideas. I'm just feature yeah. stories. Right. But like just, and you hear stuff Brad says and like, well, wait a minute. And you know, even a player like, okay, you know, th- there's just stories that I've done. Like the IO story I did about, about his jet life. Like that's my favorite type of story. And if you can do more of those, your Underwood, there's not enough of those. Your Underwood walking with him story was fantastic. Yeah, just a great still idea. Recovering. Yeah. Still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and you know, even now we get a new coaching staff in football to, to learn and you know how there's some time where you can jump in and say, okay, what's going on there and, and do a little, research there and COVID makes everything so hard. You can't just show up there and, and talk, but man, I basketball is really, really good right now. People want to read about it. People want to learn about it, but then you have all this mystery kind of surrounding football and, and what's going to happen with the coaching staff, the roster shaping. That's the stuff I'm excited to again, get to know. Like yesterday, Tony Peterson was talking about the, you know, we're going to run 11 and 12 personnel. And I'm like, okay. And I understand a lot of people want to know about that. But I'm like, I know you said this back here, like you and Bielema, I always thought you would link up like yeah. that. That's that stuff is what kind of like perks my ears up and other, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's stuff along those lines. Yeah, no, I think 
we're we're, t- we're taking this up a notch and I'm adding you at at the perfect time to be honest with you Joey because we do have a basketball team that I think is going to get back into the top 10 at some point but is a Big 10 title contender and is we're watching one of the greatest careers we've ever seen in Iota Sumu uh we're watching Brad Underwood um take this program back to new heights Kofi Coburn Andre Corbell like there there's just so much here um but then football I mean there's some genuine excitement and I mean, you and I met Brett Bioma the other day in person, masked up and after taking tests and all that. <laughs> and for us, I don't know how Brett Bioma will do, right? Uh, but no he's, he's, yeah. he's a more proven college coach than the previous coach. And to be honest with you, for us, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be entertaining because Brett's going to, I think, be much more receptive to us. Not that he's going to like everything that we have to write or say or whatever if things don't go too well, um, but I think he's going to let fans into his program through us, uh, and I think that's going to be great for fans, and I think that's going to be great for us, and, and I'm excited to see where this goes. And I mean, my first impressions of Tony Peterson and especially Bart Miller are, Ooh, boy, I can't wait to talk to these guys more. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I think. The Bielema's press conference, he let us in so much. Like, he's talking about this third-grade teacher and growing up here, and you're like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, this is information overload here. And then you you meet Tony Peterson, you meet Bart Miller, and it's like, okay, we're kind of three for three here for people who seem to be interested in talking and letting us in. And that's fun, man. You know, especially if you get to know – and we, I think by this point we know most of the players and know most of those stories, but also we don't, right? I mean, we just don't. So to continue to go down that road, man, it's it's fun. It's what I think it's what we got into this for, right? To tell, no one got into this to get free tickets to game, right. not even free, but you got to work. But right, I mean, because Brad Underwood is is as good as it gets when when it comes oh to gosh. this stuff. Because one, Brad knows the value of it, but two, he's a, he's a media major, and I think he really enjoys uh, uh, that kind of relationship and, and telling the stories. He knows the benefit of it. Um, Lovey didn't care. And I, I had a, a professional relationship with Lovey. Um, I, he was always he was available to us a lot, and I appreciate the heck out of that. If he had a problem, he'd come to me, we'd address it, and we'd move on. And we, it was professional, right? But he's very difficult to cover. I mean, just because you're trying to pry things out of him just to be like, hey, tell us a story about this player, and it, and it was difficult, right? Or if you're trying to get a problem of what's happening of – why they lost this game, or even when it's like, hey, how have you rolled off this four-game win streak? He liked to keep things in-house. Like, he just liked yeah. – uh, and I don't think he fully understood the benefit or cared about the benefit of selling that. You know, after being in the NFL for so long, he didn't have to be a salesman, uh, and he just wasn't a salesman and use us, the media, um, when he had the opportunity to do so, to tell those stories. So I think Brett will. Uh, we know Brad does, and I think Brett will too. Yeah, I was talking to somebody after Lovey got fired. I think I was on with Jim Madison in Peoria. And I said about that same thing where you got to, and it sounds so weird to say out loud and probably people don't get it, but you do have to use us a little bit and to talk with us. And, you know, it's our job to weed out when they're really, really, really using us and when this is information that, that needs to be out there and to have that. And hopefully we have that and get going with that. One of my favorite conversations with lovey was uh, ironically in a zoom and, and there, he finally kind of let us in and talking about big sandy and his was last week right i think it was the last this week. Is, it was going ahead into the northwestern game yeah it was his last week and it's like man like this is it doesn't always and i get especially with zoom i get that it feels like it's always got to be like 
your press hats on. But sometimes it's nice just to to talk, right? Yeah. And and go from there. That that was really fun. And you're right, though. For the most part, I mean, I remember there was a press conference after a game. I think it was Rutgers and. 19 right they forced like a trillion turnovers and somebody asked uh lovey you know about that and digging in and just I think it was shannon yeah shannon asked, was, like, yeah, yeah. Did, did you have like this takeaway that like transformed you into like this is how you win football games and i get it and there's an admirable quality about him not wanting to talk about himself i mean i i understand that but sometimes it's nice to to open the curtain a little bit and, and to let people in and hopefully we get that i mean We've, we've known Brett Bielema for two weeks. So, I, I mean, I don't think we can make any sweeping, you know, conclusions that we're going to get that. But indications seem to be, you know, interested in talking to us, interested in making rounds and getting to know us at Memorial Stadium. That stuff resonates a little bit. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. I, I don't think – okay, we got to address um, a lot of Illinois fans around here, Joey. They're, uh, they're not fond of your Packers love. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I get it, man. I, I get it. I, I try not to be, I get lost in it sometimes because this is a really fun season for a lot of, a lot of, so I try not to be that guy. Who's no, like, you oh. enjoy the heck out of your team. Like I, I just always, whether it was Cubs fans during the run and Hey, Cubs fans can complain now. I know that, but um, it was just like, appreciate what you're doing right now. And I, I just always want to be, I, I'm, I'm probably annoying as heck, <laughs> but I sit there and go, just appreciate what you have, please, because I, see, I'm not like I've always been kind of a mellow fan, but like my best friend's a Packer fan, and he's maybe not as mellow in the sense of like if they're down seven nothing in the first quarter, like we're sending the Homer Simpson the end is near gift to each other, and I'm like at some point, like we tell each other, like dude, gotta cool off a little bit. It's literally like, the first possession. What is the first Packers team you remember like Favre taking them to the Super Bowl? Yeah, so it's really crazy. Um, I, even growing up, like, it was just me and my mom, and she's not really – dude, she still still texts me on the Super Bowl, like, big Rose Bowl game today. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, mom. Like, it's, it's not, but that's fine. And I, I don't even know why my, my late stepmother and I were driving. I'd go camping with them on the weekend. She had, like, a Packers lanyard. And, like, I had no real fan. So, like, I remember growing up and, like, watching Michael Jordan in some finals games, and I'm like, it's very sweet. But, like, that just wasn't what I was – like, the environment I was raised in. It wasn't, like, a big thing for my friends. Like, we'd go to, like, dirt track races on Friday night. I, I grew up in Iowa. Like, this is what <laughs> you did on a Friday night. And uh, she gave me this Packers lanyard. She's like, you want this? Like, huh? yeah, sure. And at that point, I'm like, huh? huh? Guess I'm a Packers fan. So, growing up, yeah, Favre – wouldn't even say it was a Super Bowl. Probably later than that, hmm. honestly. And it was probably the tail end of far, like one of the first drafts I remember is AJ Hawk because yeah. I'm like, I don't know, could they've taken Vernon Davis? It probably would have helped. But, and so, I mean, in the mid to in the mid two thousands. And I mean, I recognize like, Oh, I'm the fan of a team that has not had to worry about a quarterback for two decades and more than that. And this is, this is really awesome. But yeah, I, the opposite of my I, I, football I, fandom is the complete opposite of my football fandom. Yeah, you probably like, and that's the, the story of most fans. Like, you're born into it. It's like this is this is what it is. Oh yeah, opposite in the sense of quarterbacks, but yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, but I always try not to be because I recognize like a lot of people are Bears fans, and you don't want to be that person who's like during I, if they're not playing the Bears, I don't mind like tweeting out like a gif or an excitement. 
you know, I mean, I'm trying not to talk smack. You because, should. You should. You do. One, you, you have a team well, like that. You, you, know, you don't want to be that guy, and <laughs> yeah, you hate to do that, but. Yeah. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, I thought he was done, right? They they drafted Jordan Love, and all of a sudden, he's going to be the MVP. But it was genius, genius move, because you just you just pissed him off. And, uh, look it did. and you know, and look, you gave every national TV, you know, every play by play, every color guy, the, the ability to be like, look, they drafted Jordan Love, and they haven't drafted a receiver in the first round since 1952, or it's like, okay. Great. Like the national narratives are, are out and about. I get it. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a really fun year and probably got the best wide receiver in the league, right? Well, Joey, uh, we got we to gotta get out because uh, there's more Illinois news. Oh, boy. Owen Carney just uh, is entering the transfer portal. So there you go. All right. <laughs> I just, well. <laughs> I just went to your face. That's this week for you, though, right? Um, we squeezed this news in, but uh, yeah, there you go. Brett Bielma's, I, you know, I he's keeping some players, but uh, just a one quick thing here. He's got a tough job. He's got a really tough job, uh, and there's a lot of – that defense is really thin right now. Not, I didn't know if Owen Carney would come back or not. You got Keith Randolph, some of these other players, but uh, he's got a tough job, man. The Big Ten West and the Big Ten in general is just loaded. Tough. All right, man. I'll let you go. The beat never stops. It never stops. Uh, And it's hard to turn off, and it doesn't turn off. So I had to let Joey go at the end of that so we could both write stories and and dive into this. Uh, But uh, more Illinois football news, which you can check out uh, on the site. Uh, But, again, I can't tell you how excited I am to add Joey. And he's going to start on January 10th. And uh, we're going to give you more coverage, better coverage coverage of illinois athletics and uh, your support has made that possible thank you thank you thank you for making that possible uh to our thousands of of vip members and uh, if you want to join up um please do so one dollar for your first month vip membership we put uh your hard-earned investment into us to work and and um i wanted to give you guys even better coverage so i started this five years ago and uh, I feel like we're working as hard to give you guys as much coverage of Illinois athletics as anybody, and I hope harder than anybody. And uh, now I feel like our, our team, I, I'd stack up against anybody. Um, so I, I'm so excited about that moving forward. Thank you for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate when you do that, and you guys have done a great job of that. So thank you for that. But also, uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Don't know if we'll do another podcast before the new year gets out of here. Um, So really appreciate you guys uh, listening to us, subscribing to us, and and reading the site. It has been a grind of a year. It has been a different year. It has been uh, a very tough year uh, for, for many of you. And who have lost loved ones, who have lost jobs. And here's to hoping 2021 uh, provides um, brighter horizon. And, and hopefully we reach that. And hopefully I get to see you guys at some Illinois football games and Illinois basketball games next fall and winter. I can't wait for that to happen. We got a lot of work to do. We got some tougher days ahead. But we're going to get through this. So take care of each other. Everybody have a happy new year. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Online Enquirer podcast.
CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.